We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Bite clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The Ring Out Ahoya podcast is your official home for the latest information on Marquette Athletics. Join us each week for exclusive conversations with administrators, coaches, student athletes, and many more. We are Marquette. Welcome to the latest episode of the Ring Out Ahoya podcast. I'm your host, Scott Kuykendall, and joining us today is senior men's basketball player, Kobe McEwen. Kobe, thanks for the time. Sure, thanks for having me. Uh, first of all, obviously, we have a lot of things to get into, but being introduced as a senior, have, have you started thinking about that at all? Is We're here now coming up to your final season. You're the, the old man of the group, the veteran. Uh, you know, has it gone fast or, or starting to sink in yet? Um, it hasn't started to sink in yet, to be honest. Um, has With everything going on around the world, it's kind of hard to think about uh, school basketball right now um but you know when you did say senior 
men's basketball player. Kind of it did sound weird a little bit. <laughs> Sounded weird to me too. Uh, you know, I, I do want to get right into it. And, and, and Kobe, I think, you know, the reason that we're talking today is because you, you've kind of taken a leadership role, at least from the team, when, uh, on voicing uh, your opinions on everything that's going on with the, the social injustice and the synthetic racism. Uh, did you, you're a guy that wears kind of emotions on your sleeves uh, on the court. Uh, fans have, have learned that. Maybe talk a little bit about your emotions and kind of maybe how they've, they've differed or, or the journey they've gone from what, when this first started to where they're at now, or, or maybe they're in the same place. Um, oh, my emotions in terms of what's going on right now is pretty much the same. Um, you know, it's very sad what's going on in the world right now. Um, it's kind of been hard to think about anything else, especially seeing all of it on social media constantly like you, you can't even get a break from it uh, if you touch your phone you probably going to see something that relates to it. Uh, something that's going around around the around the u.s so um it is de i've definitely felt the same it's definitely been emotional the whole time um whole range of emotions and you know it's, it's just it's just a hard time for our country but i think times like this are needed um, if change is really going to happen. What made the, you know, we were texting, obviously, you know, I run the social media accounts and we started texting a day or two um, after everything started happening. What was the difference for you? Uh, obviously, this is a, a problem. It's, it's not isolated incident. It's, it's a problem that's going on for years. But what, what made this one feel different for you to, to actually start using your platform and your voice on social media? Um, I don't know. I think it was just the tip of the iceberg um, when, you know, Deanna Taylor and George, uh, George Floyd just got killed. Um, it, it was just enough is enough. And I've been seeing police brutality for a long time. Obviously, it bothers me. It bothers, you know, everyone who cares about who's, you know, what's going on in this country. But um, I think this just gets to a point where it's just like you got to draw the line in the sand and like enough is enough and um, it just it just really made me angry to be honest at first and made me think you know how I could use my platform to like to to shine light on what's going on right now because um, I know a lot of a lot of kids and stuff look up to me so um, it, being able to use my platform definitely is basically my responsibility. So uh, that's just kind of like, that's just kind of like what went into it and, um, you know, why I started using my platform. You talk about, you know, kids looking up to you and, and we touched on it a little bit earlier with the leadership component of it. You know, obviously within a team, there's a shift. There's a shift that occurs when one players lead and it was, Marcus, in a number of ways, uh, on the court, off the court, you know, in a lot of ways, face of the program. And, and you knew you and Jamal and Theo would, would kind of be stepping into that role. Uh, maybe talk a little about that and, and being, trying to be a leader, not only for younger kids, but also for your peers, your players, and fellow student athletes. Yeah, um, you know, that's actually a lot of, Marcus is a lot of the reason why 
um, I realized that, you know, with the platform that I have and the team that I play for and the program that I, that I'm a part of, um, I'm able to touch so many people in different ways, whether it's young, old, like 20s, 30s. Uh, I can, I'm able to touch a lot of different people. Um, and being able to watch Marcus do it often on the floor, you know, it just, it just set a great example for, for guys like uh, me, Jamal, and Theo coming in on, you know, how to, how to be able to, to lead a program, not just through basketball, but just through everything that's going on right now. And I think our guys are doing a great job of it, um, especially, you know, me and Jamal are here trying to hold it down in Milwaukee. But, you know, with Theo down in Minneapolis, you know, he's doing a lot of great things over there. Um, you know, just trying to get back to his community. I seen him and his mom going to uh, get supplies for, I'm not sure what it was, but I think it was to help one of the protests. And he was down there protesting for a couple of days, probably probably for like four or five days, to be honest. And it was real down, it was real bad down there in Minnesota. Um, so just to see Theo down there being able to do it, do what he did um, to help what's going on right now is, is huge. You know, I think that just shows great leadership. And it shows that, you know, if he could do it and if the guys in our program could do it, then, you know, everyone could do it. So, you know, there's a, a lot of talk right now about people having the uncomfortable, uncomfortable conversations, right? And, uh, you know, I, I know I've had some talked about white privilege and, and behaviors and, and actions and, and all for the better. But and, and I know the team has as well. Maybe can you talk a little about, you know, what you guys have done as, as you start to not only I, I think you've mentioned not just walk the walk, but talk the talk. And then, you know, also with Coach Wojo, I know there was an outcry at the beginning about coaches not speaking out. But but you guys uh, were able to see Wojo with a powerful message on Instagram when this all first started. Like, like like you said, you know, just not just talking about it. You know, you got to be out here. and You know, I'm not saying you have to go out here and protest and you got to go out this and do that. There's no, there's no way to do things. I don't think there's like a certain way that you have to do what, uh, there's a certain way you, you're able to help in this situation. I think you just do what's best and what's comfortable for you. And if that is, you know, going to have a conversation with somebody about what's going on, if that's protesting, if that's using your social media platforms to spread awareness or, and educate others, um, if that's donating, if that's signing petitions, you know, there's a, there's a number of ways that you could be about it instead of just talking about it. And, the, and, and those who aren't talking about it but are being about it, you know, um, that's good too. You know, you, you, so people don't always have to say something. Um, uh, and you know, a lot of there's a lot of signs going up <clears throat> saying like silence is violence, and I'm I'm I do agree with it, um, but at the same time, I don't think I don't think uh, people have to out like come out here and say like Black Lives Matter. No, you don't have to be doing that. You there's other ways that you can contribute to be about. Um, lend there's a, a, a number of ways that I just listed. Like I said, signing petitions, watching videos, documentaries on educating yourself, um, things of that nature. Because uh, I think that, in, in, I think that is a way that you can help. You can help compel change um, in today's society. So.
You've talked about it, uh, you know, these being historic times. I know I've seen you do that in a, in a couple of interviews. Maybe give a little background as to why you believe that. Historic times is because I think this is going to, like, this is going to be stamped in history where it was just like, man, like, you know, it was a crazy year. A lot of messed up uh, things happened with Corona and <laughs> Like, even, like, other little stuff, like Kobe Bryant dying and, you know, um, with this and with George Floyd and Breonna Taylor, a number of African-Americans that are being killed. Um, when when it's time to vote, I'm not sure what day it is. I think it's November 3rd or 4th. Third. When it's time to vote on that day and we get who we want in office to be able to start this change 2020 is going to be the year everyone looks back at and says yeah it was a messed up year but um <laughs> we definitely needed it to to be able to change things and be able to get things the way we need them to be so well you, you mentioned voting and i think that's a perfect segue um to you know one of the things you talk about in the, the action items and the initiatives that the team that's going throughout, you know, not, not just on election day. And I think to your point is, it's one thing to talk about it now and then nothing happens and then it's election day. Whereas the team and other teams are, are really making a push, especially with your age group and, and getting out there the importance of voting and absentee voting as well. Yeah, um, <laughs> I've never voted a day in my life. Um, and you know, it probably sounds hypocritical of me. I don't even live in this country. But, you know, um, I think it's a <laughs> it's a different time now, man, where it's just like got people are just dying. And like you literally your vote will help save so many lives, in my opinion. Um and it will be the start of what could be a huge I, I don't even know. Um, I wouldn't call it genocide because it wouldn't be that big, but it would be like it could if if we don't if we don't vote properly and we reelect the person who's in office right now, it could be detrimental to a lot of uh, African American and minorities and uh, those who live in America. Um, what we're witnessing right now could even become worse. <laughs> so. So, I mean, if that doesn't speak volumes, I don't know what what else I can do for it. <laughs> you, you talk about obviously you're you're from Canada and the inter but you've got to be proud in the power of this is gone and the international response, right? I mean, people think of this as oh, this is just a problem in the U.S. It's not just a problem in the U.S. It's a problem around the world, and I think you're seeing that with huge uh, gatherings and protests around the world. Yeah, um, it's and it's crazy because you know when you have different countries protesting what's happening in America, it's just like, I mean, what else do you what else do yeah. you need? Like, what else do you need? You know, if if you don't get it by now, you're just choosing not to, and you you're just blatantly racist or. Yeah, I think that's just the only way to put it. You're just racist, and um, there's there's really no room for that right now in our country. Um, it just 
it just creates hate. And when you once you live in hate, you know, a lot of bad things can happen, um, especially for those who are being oppressed. So um, <laughs> it's great, though. I, I, I love to see uh, all the countries coming together and, and fighting for, you know, something that's just we shouldn't even be fighting for. But, you know, it is what it is. And, um, and you know, it's great to, just, just to see that unity uh, around the globe. It's, it's beautiful. Well, and more locally, too. Uh, and I know you've had the opportunity to participate in a couple of the protests. Uh, one, I believe, that started in Bayview early on, and then the Bucks organized one as well. Maybe talk a little bit about the experience. I know you, you mentioned there you saw people from all backgrounds coming together throughout the city of Milwaukee. Oh, you know, Bayview, that protest was great. Um, you know, it was a big protest. Um, yeah, like you said, it was a bunch of people of all walks of life, uh, different uh, different economic background, uh, different ethnicities, um, people from all over. Um, and you, see, you just see everyone coming together fighting for something that's, like I said before, that we shouldn't be fighting for. Um, and, you know, I think with these protests still going on, even though they're not showing it on, on the media as much anymore, it's still happening. And it's, it's still going on. And people are still marching those streets, trying to fight for, you know, like I said before, what we shouldn't be fighting for. Um, but it's great though. Um, I heard Milwaukee's one of the most segregated cities in America. And, you know, when everyone came out that day, you know, that was beautiful. Um, seen it you've seen it all different types of races come together in one area so um, i'm proud of milwaukee for that i'm proud of you know all the other cities and all the other countries that have, that have done the same you know put their differences aside to you know um come together and fight for you know some human decency so we, we did an interview a week or so ago and you were asked a question and, and i wasn't able to hear the answer but have, have you experienced racism in Milwaukee since you arrived on campus? Uh, no, I, I, don't, I wouldn't call it racism. Um, definitely uh, microaggressions. Um, I wouldn't call it like just blatant like racism, but I, I definitely seen, you know, people act a certain way towards me. Um, uh, like for example, like uh, like the in the in the building that I live in right now, I know a lot of people don't think I live here. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like people looking, yeah. what are you doing here? You know, so it's just things like that. Um, uh, what about when you were younger? You know, in, in Toronto, growing up. I mean, is there is there anything that sticks out to you? Because I think there, you know, and the reason I asked the Milwaukee on campus is I think people have it in their mind. Well, that doesn't happen where I am. You know, it's I see it on the news, and and even for me as well, it's it's not. Uh, I think Adrian Ridgway said, you know, the, the divisive acts people think of, but it can be like you said, microaggressions. Uh, but but it is it's happening all around us, and, and I know maybe if you don't have anything specific, I'm sure plenty of teammates do, and 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 other student athletes as well. For me, I think it's uh, me when I, where I grew up, it was so um, 
I think I was just maybe just so naive. And all my friends were <laughs> of different colors. So it was just like, I didn't really see race. I didn't even really know what race was until maybe I got a little older. Um, because it was just like, I, I understand the person looked different from me, but you know, I didn't see a difference, if that makes sense. Um, no, that makes sense. That's just me growing up in the area I grew up in. I know, I know my parents definitely have, because um, <laughs> my mom comes home and talks about it all the time. Um, but uh, especially her being a black woman uh, in North America, it's. <laughs> I mean, they're probably. I think black women are probably one of the most disrespected um, people on, <laughs> on the side of the planet, I mean, probably in the world. Um, just what it's 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 just crazy and um i don't i definitely don't have specific experiences i know i know growing up a lot of my uh friends that weren't of color well would probably use word a lot around me but um as a kid it's just like you don't even know what that means either so it's just like the emotions that i feel from it at that time weren't aren't as great as if it, as if someone were to say it to me right now. So yeah. it's definitely happened to me before, but I don't have any specific, you know, story for sure. I don't. With, with all that's going on, not only this, the pandemic, I mean, I know it's you and Jamal, but you haven't seen your teammates in months. Uh, you know, the guys are getting back to campus a little bit in, in a couple of weeks, a little over, uh, a little over a week actually. And the topic right now in the NBA, right, is trying to get the season started again and getting playing back back to basketball. You guys are going to start workouts. Obviously, we're not starting the season here. But what are your thoughts? Have you even thought about what it's going to be like trying to get back to basketball and um, continuing the initiatives and the platform using that as well, or are we one step at a time at this point? Um definitely have thought about it um how like how it's going to be when we get back it's hard to think about because it's just like it's not important <laughs> and you know obviously there's probably gonna be a lot of MVP fans out there listening to me right now but I really want y'all to know that <laughs> I really couldn't care less about what's happening with basketball right now to be honest and uh um because it's, it's it's gonna be there <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like one of my teammates or me or someone I love may not be here because of what's happening right now. So forget basketball. Basketball is always going to be here with or without us. Like, let's talk about how this can affect those, you know, who I love or myself or, you know, just anybody in, within the basketball community that it could actually affect and like, you know, wreak havoc on different, you know, different people's emotions and things like that. So uh, I've definitely been working. I still been working out every day, still trying to stay fit, still trying to stay sharp. But in terms of what's going to be like when we come back, I honestly couldn't care less right now. Um, I'm more about just, I'm, I, I, it's just, this has just been so heavy on my mind that like it's hard to think about anything else. It's crazy. But 
No, I, I have I have still been trying to, um, you know, post stuff about basketball on my social media just just to remind myself that you know it's okay to think about it, but um, it's, it's it's hard. It's definitely hard. Do you see a lot of similarities between Toronto and Milwaukee? I mean, I've never been. I know, obviously, you've been here just a few years. You were out in Utah. Or... Is that why you want to get as involved with the city here, do you think? Or, um, or just because that's where you are right now? I mean, no. obviously, Milwaukee has a lot of issues. Yeah. Um, to be honest, I, I, the similarities, um, I think they're two different cities, two different vibes. Um, I think one is better than the other, but you know what side I'm on. <laughs> I don't know the reason why. I just feel like it's. I don't know. I think what happened recently it just really, it really just set a fire in me. <laughs> I, I don't know. I have never felt like this before ever, and maybe it's because I'm old enough to understand what's really going on. Maybe that's why. Because uh, I always had somewhat of an understanding. Never, I've never like I've learned so much things that like these past couple of weeks that I had never knew. Like it's crazy um, the, the amount of information that I've gained or knowledge that I've gained from just you know reading certain articles or Instagram posts or whatever the case may be. Um, I think that's I think that's the biggest reason. And honestly. Um, I don't know. It just, it just, it really just set a flame in me, and um, that's 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 the reason why um, I wanted to get involved in Milwaukee, and it's also the place I'm here. I'm in right now. It's the only place where I could really do anything about anything. So, um, if it's if it's if I'm going to do something, it's going to be here in Milwaukee. So I can't go anywhere else. How much? And I think that's another you know point. You've been here obviously the whole time, but. How much are you looking forward to having the guys back on campus and not having to Zoom? And I mean, I know it's still gonna be a little different with workouts, but that, that's gotta be a great support system, not only for you, but for them as well, to have everybody in one spot. And the new guys. Yeah, I, I'm definitely excited for these guys to come back. You know, it's just, it's just a different feel when the guys are around, you know. A lot of joking, a lot, you know, just teasing. Um, playing video games, you know, talking trash, you know, just hanging out, um, just doing what guys do. Um, that's definitely going to be great. Um, not to take our mind off what's happening, but just to, like, kind of ease everything, you know, ease our worlds a little bit, ease our minds a little bit, um, just being around each other. Um, and then, and then, yeah, and then, you know, whatever happens on the court, you know, in terms of, like, this whole corona, this whole coronavirus and, like, what the what the rules are? I don't even know. Like how we're going to get yeah, all the protocols, all that stuff. I'm not sure, like uh, what they are, but um, you know, I, I I assume once we get back to it, you know, it's going to be it's going to be fun. Um, just because you know, I like competing. Um, even though I haven't really been thinking about, you know, what it's going to be like, but I do like competing. I think once we get on that floor, it's going to create like a little safe haven for us to like kind of just get away from what's going on in the world for a second. 
clear our minds, ease our minds a little bit, and then uh, get back out there fighting for what's right. And just to clarify, so everybody knows, you're not the one that does any of the trash talking or teasing. It's all the other guys, right? That's. <laughs> I think that I think you just answered it. You didn't even have to say anything. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, I'm. Try, I'm, I'm yeah. yeah. No, you answered the question, Kobe. Seriously, uh, appreciate the time. Appreciate all you're doing. You know, it's it's been a pleasure to watch you kind of step into this leadership role. You know, I think people don't realize that that transition and and how hard it is. And um, you're doing a great job. I, I don't know if there's anything. Is there a final thought you'd like to to share with the market? No, any, anybody really. Uh, just on moving forward and how we we keep this from being pushed back to last week's news and keep it, keep it in front of us. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be, uh, I got to say it. Um, if, if you're not fighting for equality, if you're not fighting for, or fighting against um, the systemic racism and the oppression of African-Americans and minorities, if you're not fighting for or against um police brutality if you're you're not if you're not doing anything to help promote or propel this change i really really ask that you not help us or cheer for us on the on the court please just leave us alone then if you if you if you're someone who doesn't like me because of the color of my skin or those are like my teammates because of the color of their skin, I ask you, please just do not even bother with our program. Just leave it alone. Because we, we, we don't have time for that. We don't have room for it. Um, our guys work extremely hard to, to be able to do what they do each and every night. And we can't have people who, who judge us for the color of our skin, don't treat us as equals because of the color of our skin, who support police brutality don't support black lives matter coming and supporting us this doesn't go together it's not a good mix so that's what i have to say and if you're with us i appreciate you and i love you guys and you know um <laughs> yeah that's all <laughs> that's all i have to say but that's all you need to say kobe thanks for the time appreciate it and uh, keep up the great work we hope you've enjoyed the latest episode of the ring out a hoya podcast which is available on GoMarquette.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Thank you for listening, and Go Marquette!